You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? How about no, Scott? All right, you nerds, blurds, geeks, and freaks. It's that time again for the unequivocated, highly underrated, got to know who made it show we call Pop Stew. Right now, I'm very hungry. Your source for reviews, whether it's the new hotness or f***ing clown shoes. Broadcasting live from Planet Wakanda. Open the pod bay doors, pal. Across the cosmos to your ear holes. It's your host, AK and Stubert. With the latest edition hot and fresh out the kitchen. I'll have what she's having. It's Bob Stew. We want it now! Welcome everyone to another episode of Pop Stew. I'm your host, AK, and as always, this is your main man, Stubert. And uh, today is a very special episode. We got a special guest in the building uh, representing Husky Heroes. Husky Heroes. That's right. That's right. G Threat is in the house. Let's give it up for him, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> thank you, thank you. It was glad to be here on Pop Stew with AK and Stubert. No, shout out to all the Husky Heroes and Healthy Heroines out there. It's glad for us to sit down here and collab and uh, honor my man Stanley. So let's get it. Yeah, we, we wanted to make a special tribute episode to the dearly departed Stan Lee. Definitely when when it happened, it was kind of like death in the family. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think every I know everyone here at this table and everyone in the community felt that loss. Oh, absolutely. And I, and that's going to be like one of the things when 20, 30 years from now, we'll be telling our kids, like, we know where we were when we found out Stanley right. passed. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you hear? You know, matter of fact, I think my wife was calling me from work. Yeah. Oh, wow. I think I called you too. Yeah, you did call me, matter of <laughs> fact. And, and I left my phone in the car. And all of a sudden, she was like, yo, do you know Stanley died? I'm like, who? Like, it was almost kind of shocking to me. Yeah. You know, but... You know, he, he lived a good life. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, 95 years old, there ain't too many people that even make it right to that age and look at everything that he's accomplished and done for the world of, of comics or just the world in general, you know? Right. Um, me, I was at work, you know, um, working, sitting on my desk, having some tea, and I saw the headline, oh, Stan Lee passes away. I'm like, oh, they killing off Stan Lee again? Like, <laughs> for the past couple of years, they had these little scares and everything like that. I know right. he went the best of health, but I didn't believe it. You thought it was a hoax. Yeah, I thought it was a hoax. And I scrolled down some more, and I'm like, oh, it's official. Yeah, I got an alert on my phone. I was uh, FaceTiming with my wife, and then I got an alert on my phone from the Hollywood Reporter. Stan Lee passed away at the age of 95. Uh, I was like, mm. whoa. Like, I was in shock that whole day. Yeah, that hit me in the head. I had to put my phone down. Yeah. Like, I yeah, everyone was sending out condolences online and doing the memes and writing long posts and it was just like oh my god it's heart-wrenching yeah and uh the meme that got me the most is um one with spider-man hugging stanley hugging stanley's uh yeah yeah i know exactly what you're the talking tombstone? about the tombstone yeah yeah i saw that one yeah somebody else did one where it was like you know the ending when yandu dies from uh from uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Oh, spoiler, yeah. spoiler alert, in just in case you can't see that. <laughs> <laughs> we know it's been out for a minute, but you know. But uh, <laughs> No, y'all should have seen right. Guardians by now. Yeah. If y'all saw Infinity War, y'all should have seen Guardians <laughs> true, too. True, true. And they had everybody just kind of looking around and like the fireworks going on in the galaxy. Yeah. You know, and then they, all the fireworks turned to his face, mm-hmm. you know, so. 
I like the one with uh, the Justice League and like everyone was like standing around yeah. the grave and you see Wonder Woman dropping the flower. Yeah. It was just show like yeah. he transcended more than just Marvel comics. It was like oh, the absolutely. whole comic industry comics, felt that loss and had respect for this Titan in this industry. Yeah, I agree. I guess we can start off like what does Stan Lee mean to you? I'll start off with our, with our guest. Stan Lee, he means a lot. Um, my father put me on to Stan Lee at a young age. It was one of those people to where my dad respected him a whole lot as far as his craft, as far as comic books and stuff like that. You know, growing up, especially in the neighborhood you know, we lived in, you know, it wasn't a lot to look forward to out on the outside of things, you know, because of the conditions. But, you know, people like Bruce Lee, Chuck Norris, Stan Lee, yeah. you know, the list goes on. These people are larger than life. And uh, my dad really put me on the Stanley at a young age, you know, going to the flea market, getting comics. Uh, yeah. Fell in love with the Fantastic Four. And once I've heard that Stanley did Fantastic Four, I was hooked ever since. So uh, for me, Stanley, he means um, iconic. You can't really put it into words. Absolutely. How, how much he means to like, you know, not only entertainment, but far as you know, literary works. A lot of people try to discredit comic books, but no, that's a literary work, just like you would pick up a novel or anything else like that, so... That's where we are now, where these comics are being taught on college campuses, and you can find the themes and the deeper meanings in them, like The Killing Joke and Watchmen, stuff like that. That's Like you said, it transcends the comic book industry, and he was a huge part of that, who transcended that. What about you, Stubert? Me? um, I always had comics, you know, thanks to my parents, you know, but there was just a time where, you know... I think I really fell in love with Stanley or really got a chance to to see what he was all about is when he came out with like his cartoons that he had and he was like the person who did the introductions to the shows. Yeah. Right. You know, and he was like, you know, hey boys and girls, this is Stanley here, you know, and then mm-hmm. he would always have his catchphrase which was Excelsior. You know, and so Stanley really like G said was like just somebody who was just inspirational to us all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And really, he created characters that allowed us to fall in love with, but that we could always, like, identify with. Right. right. You know, and I thought that was pretty cool because, you know, growing up, where you grow up, it didn't matter who you were, whether you were black or whether you were white or whether you were whatever. You know, like, there was always a character for you and there was somebody that you can identify with and say, okay, Thanks. oh, I get that. Or right. This person has been through this. And so for me, like my my favorite character was was Spider Man, you know, yeah. because he was this young kid, but he didn't have a ton of money. He had girl problems, he had issues, he had things that he dealt with in high school. He dealt with losses and death, and like, yeah, I just felt like the stories between like Stanley and Jack Kirby really brought that out and like helped me to identify, you know, and see myself. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's the thing. How he was a game changer because you. You have what DC was doing, like split like Superman and Batman and Wonder Batman. Woman, Green Lantern. They're all like larger than life. And Facts. outside of Batman who has trauma, like they really don't have any everyday issues. So we're fans of them, but we can't really relate. I can't relate to Green Lantern. I can't relate to Superman. You can relate to Spider Man. Yes, he's this kid with superpowers, but he's also got chores to do. Like, he's got homework. Thank you. <laughs> he got to pass his chemistry class. Exactly. <laughs> like, he's got stuff to do or 
Aunt May is gonna ground him. Like he has issues that we could all deal with. Like X Men, who is a book that I fell in love with and who are my favorite characters that he created. That's all about segregation. Like True. absolutely. And yeah. as young black males, we experience that on the daily. Yep. So and that's all about people who are different and they're being judged because they're different and they're just like we're just like you like we're like humans we feel the same yeah. way we experience the same things we may be different because we're quote unquote mutants but we still have a right to do everything that you guys do that's right so it, he he made us feel like we were in that driver's seat like we were we could be spider-man we could be the x-men Right. Or Black Panther or whoever it is. And also, I'm thinking, now we're talking about it, what I definitely like about Stanley is, I remember going to us, you know, to school, and uh, one of the professors asked a question, are heroes born or are they made? And that's why I'm thinking about, in regards to Stanley now, Stanley had these normal people going through everyday things. Next thing you know, uh, life happens to them and they just change and they become a hero at an instant. You know, Peter Parker... In science lab, doing something, get bit by a radioactive spider. Uh, Daredevil just minding his business. A truck full of toxic waste getting his eyes becomes Daredevil. So, I like Stan Lee for the fact that he turned everyday people have the chance to be a hero. Regardless mm-hmm. of anything that's going on. Like, you know, it may be times for you to be heroic. And mm-hmm. it can come at an instant. So, you know, it always brings that question. Are they born or are they made? And Stan Lee kind of had them both ways, you know, in certain instances. It's a very good point. You know, I never really even thought about it like that. You know, because oftentimes we don't look at, you know, the trials and the the circumstances and the things that we go through and understand that it's those things that help make us, Mm -hmm. that build us into the characters that we're to be. You know, and who knows that even the things that we go through, we have the ability of helping somebody else out. Right. You know, so that's pretty sweet. He has done so much for the space and even getting to the MCU, just the impact he's had on the MCU and crafting all these great movies. And now the MCU is kind of the standard for what we expect a good comic book movie to be. True. And he would cameo in all of his characters. It's like, these are all my kids, so I got to like look after and make sure you're doing what I hope that you're doing. I'm loaning you a piece of me, actually. And it's like, literally. Because he created all these characters, so he kind of loaned it to Disney. But I do like the fact that they respected him enough to involve him in all the that's true in yeah. all the decisions, and they would include him in every single movie. He would just pop up out of nowhere, and we wouldn't even expect it when it first started. It was like he would pop up in like X Men and then Spider Man, and then it would keep going. Right. It kind of turned into like a Hitchcock thing. So what are your favorite Stanley cameo? <laughs> my favorite Stanley cameo is not even a Marvel film. The my favorite cameo that I saw Stanley in would have to be uh, Teen Titans Go. And I can't lie, I was loathing going to go see this film. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> because I've already talked I about understand it. Before. it. We talked about it. You know, we were never fans. I watched the show, but I haven't seen the movie yet. But. Oh, you won't be disappointed. Man. Watch it. <laughs> oh, but, you were a fan, G? Of the show? Yeah. Oh, I love the show. Uh, my, my daughter got me watching it, but she saw the movie, but I haven't seen it yet. So 
Yeah, man. The fact that Stan Lee is able to make fun of himself, you know, like he doesn't just like set out and say, okay, well, I'm going to do this role and it's always going to be so serious. He really loves what he does. Mm-hmm. And so this cameo, he's literally on the Warner Brothers studio lot with Robin and Cyborg and all the other Teen Titans. And he's just like sweeping the floor and he's like <laughs> mopping the floor and he's wiping windows. And then all of a sudden he just pops up out of nowhere, you know, smiling into the screen. And everybody's like, yo, who is this guy and what is he doing? And, of course, he has, like, different shots and snippets of himself where he's posing. And I'm Stan Lee, and I'm here to make my cameo. <laughs> and somebody comes along and tells him, that, hey, you know, yo, this is a Warner Brothers movie, <laughs> you know. But at the same time, he pops up again saying, yo, this is me. This is who I am. I'm Stan Lee, and I love making my cameos. And so for for that, that was probably one of the greatest cameos that I ever saw Stan Lee do. Like, this is what I do. I make movie cameos. <laughs> right. Whether it's DC, whether it's Marvel, it doesn't matter, man. I'm in it. You know, it'd be funny if he would have pulled Rick James. I don't know who y'all thought I was. I'm Stan Lee. <laughs> I would die if that was happening. Uh, my favorite cameo was when um, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, where he's um, in space talking to the Watchers, and he's telling them a story about how he was a delivery driver in Civil War. Is it Civil War or Winter Soldier? One of the two. The Civil War. Yeah. Tony, Tony Stank. Yeah, oh, right. right yeah, Tony, Tony Stank. Stank. And so in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, he had two of them. So he's telling the Watchers that, that the post credit scenes, the Watchers are walking away from him, and he's still telling the story that he realizes the Watchers are leaving. He's like, wait a minute, you guys are my only way back to Earth. Don't, don't leave me yet. <laughs> and they're like, trying to walk away from him because he keeps talking too much. So that was my favorite uh, scene in Guardians 2. You know, I think it would be pretty cool if they made him an unofficial Watcher. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, that would be cool. For, for the MCU. You know, allow him to be that that person who was really just overlooking everything. Yeah. You know? my, my favorite was, uh, I had one in Deadpool and, and then I was thinking about it where he, <laughs> where he was the strip club DJ and, I, and he was like getting the crowd going like, now coming to the main stage. <laughs> but I, I, I thought about it and I was like, I really liked his cameo in, in, in Thor Ragnarok and that, and that, that just movie blew me away i love the ragnarok and then he comes in as the barber who doesn't know how how to work his own tools <laughs> <laughs> and it's like his whole hand is missing and it's just these contraption with different kind of razors and scissors and different things and he doesn't seem like he has control over it and thor is like freaking out because his hair is important to him <laughs> and he's the only one who can he's the only one that cuts him up yeah yeah he gave him a nice little fade, though. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, was, he was like a tight. He was yeah, like a he tight had about like two, two lines on the side. Yeah, he was like a tight for the rest of the film. Parts. He did <laughs> his thing. A little boozy, boozy haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Even with these cameos, it's just... And in each cameo, he got more and more to do. Like, when, yeah. in the beginning of it, it was just he'd be in the background or it'd be a quick glimpse of him, and then they cut away. And then they started giving him maybe, say, a word or two. And then he would have, like, old lines... Of dialogue where it was he was an integral part of right. each movie it was a part of the movie that you were excited for it was like oh this movie's coming out but i also want to see what kind of cameo they're going to do exactly and um ironically i play all the lego marvel games and he has a he his has cameos a, in there too yeah, yeah. He's, he's an integral part of the game so yeah. you can play as you can play him he has all the superpowers he yeah put, gives you missions and everything it's crazy excelsior all day long what do you think his legacy is hmm 
his legacy to me is still being written. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as these characters live on, like Spider Man and Wolverine and X Men, as long as they're still going on strong and it's, it's still being written, we would never really know. As long as, to me, he's immortal. Mm. You know, let's say that you have the mortal Iron Fist, where you have the mortal Stanley. To me, it's just, it's, it's still being written. We really have no idea what his legacy is going to be until the world ends, because I don't think these characters are going anywhere anytime soon. They're not. Mm-hmm. Especially in Disney's hands, they're going to be making. Movie after movie, and they're gonna be having different phases, and and he created so many characters. Right. It was yeah, they have an unlimited well of characters to play with that they can just do whatever they want. You know, um, I think that his Stanley's one of the the pioneers for kind of speaking out through his his comics. Yeah, you know, and I was you know just looking up a few things and found out that he actually used this platform to talk about like racism and, yep. and segregation back mm-hmm. in the 60s you know especially when like martin luther king died and jfk you know passed away as well was assassinated and so like he put something in his you know in his comics known as stan soapbox from like i think 1965 all the way to 2001 yeah. and he would put out just different things to talk about to get us to look and even when he introduced like new characters, characters that we hadn't seen, characters that may be black or um, were of a different race, race or ethnicity, you know, he brought those things to the table and he really just created a platform that shows that, hey, we're all one. You know, we're, right. we're one, you know, people. Yeah, we're different and we might be different. However, it's okay to be different. And who would have known, who would have thought, you know, like, because a lot of people don't look at, like G said, they don't look at comics like that actually like stories or novels or, you know, something is big. But if it wasn't for Stan Lee, if it wasn't for like Jack Kirby and so many others, yep. mm-hmm. you know, we wouldn't even have this opportunity to be talking about, you know, these type of issues. And, you know, he used this this platform to kind of raise awareness, which I thought was pretty sweet. Yeah, so many people that are in that position don't really use their platform for that. They kind of just tell their story and then kind of back away from those social justice issues. But he kind of tackled it head on. Yeah. And you know what? Even putting it in his comics. Yeah. For a while, he actually struggled with it, though. Mm -hmm. Because he thought, he was like, okay, well, I'm just a comic book person. You know, but there's doctors and there's lawyers and there's someone else. And then he's realized, hey... I have to do my part. Right. You know, so I thought that was pretty cool as well. But imagine, like, can you imagine a world without Stanley? Like, let's say mm. if he would have never wrote anything, done anything, uh, he put so many people on to comics like... Uh, McFarlane. Yeah. I just thought it was yep. Spawn. Yeah. McFarlane and Image Comics. I mean, McFarlane, Jim Lee, Neil Adams, like, all these people... Amy Red, yeah. Sam Raimi, all of them. ...have been inspired by Stan Lee. Where Kevin, would we Kevin be Feige. without... Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And this, even this renaissance of movies, I mean, comic book movies are dominating the box office right, right. now. Yeah. And they're what, making billions of dollars. Yeah. Where would we be without Stan Lee's creations? Mm. We wouldn't be seeing all these awesome movies that we have to look forward to right. every single year. Yeah. We get at least three to four every year. And, or even the small screen stuff, like the Netflix stuff. like uh, That's true. Street level heroes between Luke, well, rest in peace, Luke Cage. <laughs> Not really rest in peace, but y'all know what I'm saying.
I mean, he he's kind of reaching the heights that his Man, work had reached especially right at now. His age. Years later, we get so many iconic characters put out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's... Man, from going bankrupt to making billions of dollars, it's pretty amazing. To being sought after? Everybody. want every single one of your characters now? Everybody wants to buy. And, and even other studios that don't do comics, they want a cinematic universe. Right, yep, right. Or they want yep. something connected that's Fast. the same because yep. these characters did it. Everybody's trying a cinematic universe now. Like, they tried it with the monster movies and it yep. didn't hit. But, I mean, everyone's trying it now. Yeah. But, like, Stanley's influence is so crazy. Like, he created a brand in, in himself. Well, he, he was a brand, but now mm. Spider-Man is probably arguably bigger than who he was as a person. Right. That's true. The people he created, people know them more than they know who he was. I've met people who didn't know. They thought he was Larry King who passed away. <laughs> I had co-workers who thought Stanley was Larry King who passed away. But around well, the world... Well, on the paper, they were saying Spike Lee had died. Ooh, they showed his picture. Disrespectful. Just complete disrespect. But you can hold a picture up to Stan Lee. Somebody in the street probably won't know who he was, but show a picture of Spider-Man, whoever, everybody knows. That's true. Many different languages, they would know who that character is, not Stan Lee himself. So. Well, he's he's a brand in himself, and he's he's synonymous with those characters, and he's synonymous with Marvel. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, those few people doesn't compare to the millions that, when you say Marvel, you think Stan Lee, yeah. and vice versa. So... Like you said, it. I don't think his story has been finished. I think he's he's gonna live on through his characters right. because his characters are never gonna they're never gonna stop telling those stories, and they're still not only making the movies and TV show, but they're also still making comics. I agree. Like they're still printing comics every single week of these characters. Yeah, except for Luke Cage. They <laughs> <laughs> stopped printing him too. Rest in peace. I didn't know they stopped printing them. Yes. So yeah, they just got rid of them all together. Yeah, before they dropped the second season, they they stopped printing Luke. Hmm. Sad, sad itself. But so, what what are you guys' favorite like characters that he created? I mean, X Men. I loved X Men. Every one of the X Men. I mean, I remember watching that cartoon Saturday yeah. morning. That was yeah. appointment television you, you right there. You could miss that. Yeah. Oh, you if you missed it, you was behind Monday because everyone was talking about it at school. Right. And especially the and Spider Man and Spider Man who who never threw a punch in any of his things and I I watched every episode man I loved it. You know what's ironic, Stanley he had cameos on the Iron Man and the Fantastic Four cartoons. He he had, and Spider Man. Yeah, one of Spider Man oh, too. I miss the Spider Man, but yeah, he had cameos on those too. Which is well, Spider Man went to visit him. <laughs> <laughs> but what I liked about Spider Man is yeah he didn't throw a punch. But I mean, they introduced a lot of characters, cause characters we, from we Marvel. See Blade, Blade, we saw Morbius, yeah, Blade, Morbius, yeah. Daredevil, Punisher, yeah, like Punisher straight up trying to murk him the whole episode. Kingpin, <laughs> even X Men had that crossover. Like, yeah, yeah X Men original and animated. Then they, then they had like the the Secret War type yep. thing. We had uh, Fantastic Four. Yeah, yeah. So with his passing, do you think? These companies will play nice. Say, listen, let's do one, let's do a story for Stan. Let's do it real nice. Let's do Secret Wars. You think that ever happen? You know, I think it will. Yeah. Consid- I, considering the fact that the time we're in right now, I mean, none of us would have even thought that. What was it, two thousand ten or twelve, that we would have gotten Avengers? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And so now, here we are. We're just they just keep on like adding to the legacy that he was already you know built or already established. And I think that we are sitting here, we love great stories, you know what I'm saying? I think Marvel will do something like I that. I think they'll do it eventually. I don't think they'll do it anytime soon. Because I, I think they're still trying to build their own yeah. 
they're trying to create their own vision. But I think eventually, like Secret Wars, I think that'll definitely happen. I think that's the only story to. I think Avengers versus X Men is gonna happen before that. Ah, uh, really? I think so. I think that's gonna happen beforehand. Like I think the Secret Wars story is the only story that could really, without having too much backstory, without dropping too many like other independent movies. Like you know, you can have like the the Beyonder just looking at all the events, even the, the trash quote unquote movies. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's say the Beyonder, he looking at Michael B. Jordan as you know Johnny Storm, and I see, see how I can't even say it. Get out of my mouth. <laughs> I'm thinking Killmonger in my head. Like, you know, he was somebody. <laughs> you know, Beyonder looking at this, looking at that. Next, you know, he brings all those people from those movies together and disposes them in one spot. Hmm. That's the only way I can think it happened without them having to retcon everything else. But yeah, I don't know if that's gonna happen. No. <laughs> I think they will. Maybe not Secret Wars, but I think you may see something like that in the future. We'll probably get like Secret Invasion, something like that. Yeah, secret, oh, I secret. can I can see Disney and Warner Brother collaborating at some point because I mean Warner Brothers needs all the help they can get. Yeah, it's too much. It's too much <laughs> money being made. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, they seeing Disney making billions of dollars in they sleep, so they're gonna be like, we got to get this money. They can collaborate on one character. True. Going forward, what do you think about his cameos? Do you think they'll still do the cameo? Do you think they'll scrap it? Do you think it'll be man? I don't know. Like a gonna... CGI character of him? Well, you know what? Who knows with Disney? Because what for Star Wars we saw uh, Tarkin. Tarkin. He been dead since ninety four. Yeah. So, I mean, if you can really? take that long. He been out the game a minute. Oh. <laughs> so if you can if you can take a, a, a Tarkin and put him there, I'm sure you can put a, a Stan Lee or maybe put photos. But I, w- I, I don't think know. I'd want that though. Yeah. I don't want like a CGI video game version of him in every movie. I think it'll be like respectful if they had like something subtle. But you don't think Tarkin looked pretty? Tarkin did look pretty real. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Like, I was, he looked, he looked real. real. He looked real because it's the CGI is actually advanced. But I mean, yeah. it but, wouldn't be the but, same. But I don't think they're gonna cheapen him. I don't think they're gonna do that. But maybe I don't know. Maybe they use posters. Maybe they use. I don't know. I want like something subtle. Maybe like um like a family photo, like a family portrait. Exactly. That's okay. what I'm hoping. You know, something like that. Like you walk into the next. Iron Man movie, you just see a photo of him and Tony Stark or something subtle like that. And he doesn't have to acknowledge it or anything like that. Or it's like Peter Parker's in college and one of the buildings that his college is named after Stanley. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Something subtle, tasteful like that. So question, now with him already passing, do you think Avengers 4 was already going to make stupid money regardless? Do you think it was going to make that much more money since he passed? Do you think people are going to, they're going to go see it regardless. Do you think more people making a point to see it now? Rather than wait for DVD, rather than wait, you know, you think people really go see it now just to see his last cameo? I think everybody who, I think everyone who was like hardcore Stanley fans, they would have, Disney's already got their money. They were already going to be there opening day. I I think there's going to be more repeat viewings of it. Okay. I think it's going to be people, instead of seeing it maybe twice, they might see it four, five, six, seven, eight times just to experience that and I guess be with Stan one more time. Gotcha. And we also got like Captain Marvel coming too. Yeah. So yeah, true. I think it's gonna help Captain Marvel more than Avengers Four because mm. no one's talking about Captain Marvel. But I think more people are gonna go see it now just to see the Stanley cameo. Well, maybe if we get another trailer. I don't know. The first one wasn't too much to. I mean, the first trailer was just okay. It wasn't anything spectacular, I and I'm see- sure that was on purpose. But still, I have to see Captain Marvel because of the scrolls, like. Yeah. I, I love the scrolls so much. 
from the Fantastic Four days, from the cartoons into the comics. I, I'm a huge Scroll fan. Like, mm-hmm. I hope they do the Scroll Invasion. I pray to God that they do it because that's one of my favorite. I mean, that would be cool. I just don't want to think like this whole time Captain America has been a Scroll. Like that would hurt. <laughs> that, that's that's probably that would hurt. Love. That would hurt. Chris though. Evans, come on! You know he don't want to do it no more. You know what's <laughs> thinking up? Write him off as a scroll. And then he dies, and he, right. Like, he, and then it shows that oh, he's been like in captivity this whole time. Something. Civil War wasn't him. Like I don't want that to happen. See, I like this to happen. They, they, they need something to spice it up. They can't keep throwing all the CG and effects at us and expect us to go see it. I you think know, that's gonna lose some, lose them some money. They do something like that. I think man. people are gonna be pissed straight up. <laughs> like if they tight. find out. <laughs> Captain America's been a scroll for like eight years. I've been people watching be this for ten years, and now all of a sudden, what? <laughs> but what would upset people worse if he was a scroll, or if he says Hell Hydra at the end? That'd be hot. I, I'm not I think, gonna lie. That'd be hot. <laughs> I think it, I don't. It'll be worse if he's a scroll. If he said Hell Hydra at the end, I'd be oh, people would be interested. I'd be ready, especially like, if he says it like at go. the end of the movie, and then they just cut to black. Or if it's a post credit scene, like he says, Hill Hydra, That'd and you don't hot, know dude. where they're going I'd be, with it. I, I, dude, you'd have my money. People right would lose there. their minds. I'd say, where's the next movie? I'd be there. People would be so you excited to see scroll? that movie. Let me find out he has um, scroll. been doing I'm, all these great feats. I'd be, be so time. hot. I'll be hot. I'm, I'm like a lot. crying on the inside <laughs> right now. <laughs> but the fact. All my healthy heroines and husky heroes out there, I'm crying. But if he says Hell Hydra and he cuts the blood, you got my money, dude. If that's a post-credit scene. And we didn't already saw little concept images of like Captain America with the... With the Hydra symbol. With the Hydra symbol. I I read the story. Hot, man. Come on, dude. But Chris Dunn. No, you have my money. I mean, that's just a rumor. He he didn't say he was done. I don't know. I mean, after rapping, he just said it's been an honor to play him this past 10 years. He didn't say I'm done playing the character. Come on, you wouldn't be a little bit excited? Like, no story at all. He just says, Hail Hydra. And now Bucky got to go after him? Only, only if Red Skull come back. But Hugo Weaving, he hated doing... He hated He hated, he hated doing the Red makeup. Skull, so he hated that. the makeup. That's why they got someone else to do it. That's what prefer the scroll part. See, this is just the impact Stanley had. Right, right, right. These discussions can go on for days. See, with Stanley, these are his babies. And he made sure to create. He's a, one of the things he even talked about, like before he even passed, like a couple years ago, was the fact that he's like, one of these days, all my characters will be under one student. Now I don't know how mm. great that is, but he had a vision and a goal. You see what I'm saying? And he's been working with Kevin Feige to to, to make sure that happens. I'm sure it's gonna happen. But see, I don't know how. Long. I mean, most of them already are. Well, how long does Spider Man got at Sony? When they give him in ninety nine, how how long? I think their deal is only for like one more movie, isn't it? For, for the MCU is one more movie, and then it, it right. goes back to Sony. Right. But I don't know how long Sony. I think Sony's Spider-Man. gonna extend. Oh, but yeah, yeah, Sony going. They gonna extend that yeah, deal. They gonna kiss and make up because like they making more money with Marvel than it is without them. Exactly. Well, I'm hearing that they trying to do their own thing for Sony. You know, That's why they did Venom. Venom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're trying to keep the property but use other characters. But was Stanley in Venom? I can't remember. I even he was once. a walk. Even he walked past on the street. Like, I don't I can't remember, remember him saying anything, but I, I don't remember. Yeah, I can't remember if he was in Venom or not. He he had to have been there in some type of cameo. Do you guys remember your, your first comic book or the first one that y'all tried to not tear it up? <laughs> I don't remember the name. Okay. I think it was a. Uh, it might have been like a Punisher or Spider Man, something like that. No, mine was. Um, it was a four part series. Stanley did with. Um, I forgot who else, but it was um, Mephisto. You know, you guys know Mephisto. Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah, um, it's Mephisto versus the X Men, 
Fantastic Four, The Avengers. It might have been East Coast Avengers or West Coast Avengers. It was four separate books, but it all kind of tied in together. And that was one of my favorite um, books that they had. And each one was a little different. And he kept trying to have them um, sell their soul for something. I forgot what it was. To me, I tried to keep those as long as I could. Comic-wise, what did I have? It might have been, like... I remember having some of the the older ones. Mm-hmm. You know, the older X-Men. Mm-hmm. You know, where they had the, like, the, the, yellow, the, the yellow and blue suits. Yellow and blue suits, yeah. But... Like pre-Wolverine? Yeah, yeah, but the reason why I had those comics were, like, I think it was, like, 91. Like, you can get them from either QVC or JCP, and they came with a stack of them. Yeah. And so, like, you had that, you had X-Force, you had Spider-Man, you had so many other different characters, and then they had, like, uh, the ads in the comics for, like, uh, Super Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, I remember that Oh, remember those little handheld Tiger games? The, the yeah. Tiger Electronic games. <laughs> I had a and Power Ranger joint. <laughs> and you had them you had them in there. You know, the one I remember that was the first issue for X Men and it had Wolverine and it had Cyclops. And I think it might have had Iceman on the cover. Mm. And that was the first comic that I, I can recall, I remember. Yeah, y'all got better memories than I do. <laughs> I think it was a Spider Man. I can't remember who was on the cover. I'm trying to remember. I can't. I just remember <laughs> my first comic was a Spider Man. Yeah. I really cherish those because um, I think I did the supernatural aspect because uh, we all grew up with horror fans and stuff like that. So I think, oh, shoot, it's the devil. And he trying to uh, get the souls of Reed Richards and all them. I was like, I can't believe it. The devil trying to get people. Really. <laughs> and the X-Men can't beat him. Oh, what's going to happen? So that's why I think I, I loved it that much. So we know that his tagline. His tagline. is His tagline. His phrase. Yeah. His phrase. His phrase is Excelsior. Like, just that one word identifies with Stan Lee. Besides Excelsior, what is what is one word that you would use to describe Stan Lee? I'm going to say legend, icon. You got to pick one. Okay, I'm going to go with legend. Jake? I'm going to go with immortal. Because mm. with all the stuff going on and, like, his story is still being written, as long as they keep putting stuff in print. And I think with his passing, I think more people are going to come to comics People who have never read comics are going to see, okay, what the hype was about. Especially with this whole Bill Meyer comics. I understand he's a comedian to in a sense, but he really said some... Yeah. He went left with that. Yeah, he, he went left with it. You know, and a lot of people say, a lot of people take what he says to gospel. And I'm like, he really tried like, you know, discredit the literary works of comics. And, I, and did. I didn't like that. He did. You know, and not all people who read comic books voted for Trump, you know. Right. Or comic books doesn't dumb down right. America. Like, it just shows like... It was a comment about a genre that he did not understand whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So he shouldn't have been bashing it if he didn't. But he, get didn't it. but he didn't want to know about it either. Right. Exactly. And then he made like a bad because he was like it was for little kids, and I read them here and there, but then I grew out of it. And America didn't want to grow up. He made a bad joke as to as to discredit people's intelligence, and also discredit Stan Lee. It's like, yeah, don't knock this man. Like you ain't said when he was alive. Don't right. knock this man that he passed. And oh, I don't see what the hype is about. Maybe that was his means of getting his like fifteen minutes of yeah his fame, you know. Because they always flirting with canceling his show on HBO, but somehow he get back on. So you're probably right. <laughs> I mean, his show should have been over if you ask mm-hmm. me. Like it hasn't been funny in about five years. Right. But that's neither here nor there. Right. So what was your word? In- immortal. Immortal. Mm-hmm. Immortal. You had iconic. I said legend. Legend. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh, Titan. Because that's what, that's what he was in the space. I think he was a he was a titan, not just in the comic realm, but just in every fan's mind, everyone mm-hmm. who's a 
fan of movies, TV, literature. He's affected so many people. So right. I, that was the, that's the word I'm going with, Titan. No pun intended with the mad Titan Thanos. But. <laughs> well, I like how you guys made the point of how um, his characters are making uh, people go to the movies again. And like, he had to re- his characters had to reinvent themselves. And he had to figure mm. out how can I get these characters to the masses. Like you said, it was a comic book. Like in the 80s. They were falling off. Marvel, Marvel was falling off. DC, Marvel was falling off. Yeah. And he helped bring them back. And now we had some terrible stretch of movies. And all of a sudden, here comes the MCU, like Iron Man and everybody. And um, he had a, a part in that. And I'm forever grateful for you know bringing that medium to life in a good way. And also, uh, I could watch one of my kids, you know. Right. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's, you know, seeing them dressed up as Iron Man and... Stuff like that's awesome. So yeah, yeah. I think my daughter was the the wasp for uh, for Halloween. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. cool. I don't have any kids, but I, <laughs> if I did, I'd probably be watching these movies with them. <laughs> but I think we're gonna wrap this one up. We we are absolute fans. We adore Stan Lee. He will be absolutely a hundred percent missed. But his his work and his uh, meaning, his views, his Everything about him will live on. His vision, definitely. His vision, yeah, absolutely. Definitely his legacy. His legacy will live on for generations. His vision, not the vision, but y'all you know. Spoiler alert, but y'all you know. <laughs> <laughs> Again, they should have seen it by now. Right. <laughs> but on behalf of myself, A.K. Stuber, G. Threat, we just want to send our condolences to the, his family and his friends and everyone out there listening who was who was affected by yes, this because yes. i know his his vision of all of us being one of always being a family has come to fruition because that's what we felt like we felt like Thanks. a family member had passed away and we just wanted we needed each other to to get through it so you will be missed your work your presence has had such an impact on us and Rest in peace, Stanley. Excelsior. Excelsior. Excelsior.